I found out how to cheat rolls on Roll20.net. I usually play in paid games. I'm fortunate that I can afford to. DMs do a lot of work and have to pay lots of subscription fees. I find that you get fewer twerps if everyone has to ante up $15 for a game. So why was I playing in a free game? The paid game I was supposed to play in got cancelled due to not enough players, so the DM decided to run a freebie that evening. I rolled up and put on my headphones. I'm not paying that much attention. It's a one-shot and it's free. I'm mostly looking at it as an opportunity to get to know the DM before the campaign has enough people. The next guy to join rolls up a barbarian and sets up a constant stream of chatter. He says something that catches my drifting attention. I know it looks like I only have number hours on Roll20, but I had this other account that had 1700 hours, but the password got changed or something. First of all, who the heck cares how many hours you have on Roll20? I'm sure that at least half my hours, if not more, from leaving myself logged in between sessions. What kind of person makes a mine as bigger than yours flex like that? I wonder. My instinct to F with the effers kicks in. I said, do you still have the email address you used to register the account? He says yes. I explained that he could recover his password. He mumbles something about letting bygones be bygones. I messaged the DM privately saying that he probably lost his other account for reasons, while assuring the DM that I didn't think this was important, and it wouldn't stop me from playing with the guy. People can change. That dude quickly proves to be loud and abrasive, talking over people. Kinda like that guy who makes your friend group keep all the party invitations a deadly secret, in case he finds out and shows up with a case of cheap beer and an attitude. He's playing a barbarian, but you get the feeling that no actual RP is involved. I messaged the DM. I bet he made a new account because nobody will play with him anymore. We LOL. Eventually, the party manages to leave town and heads out to slay the monsters. Combat starts, and barbarian dude is rolling crit after crit. Nothing he rolls comes up less than a 19. Sure, he has plus 10 on many things, but it's quickly starting to feel fishy, though I wouldn't have noticed if it weren't for the earlier flex. I will put on my retired IT person hat here. No software system exists that is completely free of exploit opportunities. I didn't doubt that a way to cheese the rolls existed. I needed to find out if it was well known enough that that dude could find out about it and simple enough that even his tiny brain could pull it off. I quickly started web searching between turns and found out a few things. The most detailed post was about 5 years old. But the exploit described seemed to involve a design flaw significant enough that Roll20 would put considerable time and effort to fix it, which typically means that they don't. It's cheaper to ban people when they get caught. The key observation is that while all the rolls are handled by a Roll20 server using the noise of a laser beam for randoms, the roll is reported through the client. That means that anyone with access to the client, i.e. a player, can cheese it by rolling repeatedly until they get a result they like, and only then passing it on to the game. To pull this off, the cheating player needs some trivial software and they have to stall. That dude was a world champion staller. The DM would ask him to roll, and he would spend the next 90 seconds muttering, in some cases carrying on an obviously fake conversation with a person or dog in the background. I explained to the DM what was probably going on, telling him to watch out for that dude stalling. Two things happen. One is that the DM starts having things happen to that dude that don't require rolls. Dude pulls off the athletics check and, because riding a hostile flying mob is fraught with challenges, still falls 50 feet. That dude can have damage on saving throws, but it's adding up. Also I say, wow, you're rolling really well. How do you do that? That dude stopped rolling really well and started sulking. The dragon won, and that dude disconnected from Discord abruptly instead of hanging out for a few last words with the rest of us. I had so much fun that I didn't mind dying to a dragon. 
The DM messaged me afterwards telling me that I won the Psychic Award. He'd played another free one-shot with that dude a few days ago and hadn't been impressed, but had decided to give him another chance because sometimes people really do struggle with interpersonal stuff. Much respect to the DM for this. That dude had said that he wouldn't be playing in the paid campaign because he worked that evening, but mysteriously became available when a free game came up. If someone is a twerp, they will be a twerp about everything. They will lie and cheat. And they won't just cheat on one role that really matters, something that I wouldn't have noticed. They will cheat on every role, because they think that being awesome in combat is a way to make friends and dominate people. I've talked to a couple of friends about this, and none of us can get why it would be fun to cheese roles. Half the good drama in a TTRPG is RPing the bad roles. ETA again. I forgot this bit. At some point before I call him on the rolls, but after a couple of occasions when I ask him to be quiet, since it's someone else's turn, that dude PMs me on Discord asking, am I annoying you? I ignore him, but add a Discord note on his account saying twerp. Hopefully this will convince Roll20 to do something about cheating on rolls. Or most likely not. Here's another story about cheating. Honestly, why even bother playing if you're going to cheat dice rolls? Our Table's Best Decision I know this title sounds rather strange, but this will all be explained soon. So I had one of my first encounters with this particular person. We will just call him Kent for all intents and purposes, and we had met in junior year of high school, year 12 for those in the UK, and he was getting a party of 8 people to co-DM with another person for a Tomb of Annihilation game. Overall it went okay for the first 3 sessions, then half the players dropped out and we eventually stopped playing. I still talked to him because I was still unaware of his cheating roles and forced encounters that took away player agency. Fast forward a year or so later, post-graduation, where we had made a new group now only made up of four total people. Where I did my first session with them as a DM, please note I had been a DM prior to this, and we were running a stock D&D 5e game for the two new players. Things went well, but he was insistent on using an unearthed arcana bone tiefling. I had read it over and allowed it, but he played his wild magic sorcerer much more like a wizard, and would get upset when I wouldn't allow him to enchant objects, or let him read spell formulas as easily as the arcane trickster rogue. He would also get fervently upset with our Lycan Blood Hunter when she prioritized saving the Dragonborn Rogue over himself. Yes, we had an NPC life cleric. I didn't want to kill them all outright, and would even become childish and throw his dice around the room. Then COVID-19 struck, putting us all on a one-year hiatus. We had begun a new campaign where the Dragonborn player, we will call him Mark, wanted to play as a DM for a slightly homebrewed 5e setting. I helped him avoid pitfalls, mod out some new monsters, and as thanks he allowed me to add some homebrews to my mutant blood hunter for his game. Kent played his soul's bard once again gunning for his unearthed arcana, and our fighter played the newly released Tasha's Calderon of everything. Rune Knight Fighter. We played the first few sessions with little to no issue. We added in a new player who played a dwarf tempest cleric. During this time we had begun to notice Kent's want to break his character, and how he was so good at everything that he could do our jobs for us. A free-for-all one-shot proved a tie between myself and the fighter, the bard having died trying to kill the cleric. Upset by this, he started taking random dips into classes. One level of Twilight Cleric, two levels in Fighter, with no roleplay reasons behind any of it. He claimed to have severe ADHD. Both myself and the cleric suffer from it ourselves, and did not believe him. He had also claimed that he suffered from severe depression, and while sad and 100% believable, does not give the excuse to not shower for days on end before game night, or to justify wanting to win D&D. Moving into the 9th and 10th level range, Kent began to really fudge his rolls, and badly. Confusing a 1 for a 7 or a 6 for an 8 is excusable, especially as someone with bad vision like me, but covering and shifting the dice to be in your favor is unacceptable. 
combined with his now constant interjections in less than helpful ways. Like when our fighter was buying a new magic weapon to replace her shattered greatsword, Kent would tell her it's dumb to choose anything else because of the damage. And when she instead bought a plus one Frostbrand longsword and plus one shield, he began to berate her to the point she almost left the table. A brief talk to the other players and we decided it best to confront the issue, respectfully and orderly. Surprisingly, this worked, voicing our complaints and concerns about everyone at the table, not just Kent. However, this peace only lasted for a few weeks. After the third or fourth session, he was right back to his bad and admittingly toxic behavior. We have since moved locations to play. Now both myself and Mark are playing games bi-weekly, swapping out campaigns each week to keep it fresh, with a new player who is quiet at first, but warmed up to us all and plays very fun characters. Moral is, if there's a toxic player and giving them a second chance doesn't work, you're better off just jumping ship and starting up anew. Truer words have never been spoken. No D&D is better than bad D&D, and toxic players aren't worth keeping around. And for anyone that thinks it's fun to cheat dice rolls to win D&D, please stop. Please share your stories about someone trying to cheat at your table. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, All Things D&D. Stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.